Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Wednesday, September 15th, 2021. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got an exclusive interview with Mitch McConnell on the debt ceiling. Number two, who you should be watching when it comes to the debt ceiling. And number three, Gavin Newsom remains governor of California. All right, Jake, we have got an exclusive interview in Punchbowl News AM with Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. And basically, he's not bluffing when it comes to the debt ceiling. Certainly doesn't seem like it. I mean, it seems like the entire um, uh, theory of the case here by Democrats when it comes to the debt limit, which is up in 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 uh, a month pretty much, um, that Mitch McConnell is somehow um, going to uh, somehow going to fold and he's going to vote for the debt ceiling increase. I I I don't know why they think that. Um, they're they're trying to have an intellectual argument here. Democrats are. Um, basically saying Mitch McConnell should raise the debt ceiling and he should, Republicans should get on board. I mean, okay. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't seem like it's really a a argument McConnell is quite, is, is really interested in having, to be frank with you, um, considering he has taken a position and uh, he's going to stick with this position as he did with uh, Brett Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett. And he's not really interested in in an argument about whether He's intellectually honest or not. Here's here's a quote, Anna, then I'll kick it over to you. Here's what he said to us. He said, let me make it perfectly clear. The country must never default. The debt ceiling will need to be raised. But who does that depends on who the American people elect. Uh, and then I'm going to put a little ellipse here. He said, the issue is whose responsibility is it to do it? A Democratic president, a Democratic House, and a Democratic Senate. Uh, here, And then another ellipse. It's their obligation. They should step up. It's hard being in the majority. They are the ones who will raise the debt limit. Certainly uh, some strong words. So what say, what say you, Anna? Yeah, I mean, certainly some strong words from Mitch McConnell, who is often very brief uh, in his response. But this is, to me, just another data point of McConnell really staying the course on this argument saying, you know, and, and then he all you also have a quote in here that says, do you think I'm bluffing? I said the same thing to several in- intermediaries who come around. So clearly he has not been convinced by the numerous people from the Biden administration or others who are trying to make the case on Capitol Hill that th- this is the time for McConnell to change his position. I think the bigger question is going to be at what point do Democrats make a strategic change because they can continue to argue till they're blue in the face that yes, Republicans should get on board, that this is a a problem for both Republicans and Democrats, but it doesn't seem to be, you know, making any kind of actual impact for um, McConnell or for Senate Republicans. So if that's the case, you know, I I think at some point Democrats are going to have to look inside themselves and say, okay, what are they going to do? Are they going to change this budget resolution, are they going to try to find a vote with with just the debt limit and have it fail in the Senate and potentially have the country's, you know, de- uh, kind of, you know, be impacted by that? I mean, it, right now, it doesn't seem like Democrats have a way out of this. Yeah. So, yeah, you put that well, like we could continue having this discussion about whether Republicans should vote for a debt limit increase. It's like a it's a nice political science 
class discussion, right? It's an it's a nice discussion. It's interesting. I mean, sure, you can make the argument that they should. Like we we are in a uh, he's got fifty votes and he's he likes to say he's the he's you know he's got an equal mandate and now when it comes to responsibility he's not um, taking that mandate he's not taking that responsibility that's like that's interesting and that's a conversation worth having but but I'm not sure with one month until this uh, the debt ceiling is needs to be increased. Um, uh, it's a useful argument to have. And I'll just say one more thing, Anna. Is it possible that they could peel off 10 Republicans from from um, McConnell? Yeah, like it's, it's, it's possible that when the debt ceiling needs to be increased in a month and we're on the brink of default and the market's down 1,000 points or 2,000 points or 3,000 points, that there will be Republicans who might switch their position. Yes, fine. Um. I'll, I'll concede that, but I don't think it's very likely. And man, is that a risky game of chance, uh, something we will be continuing to watch. You can get all of McConnell's comments if you subscribe to Punchbowl News AM at punchbowl.news. Let's move on to the number two story of the day, kind of a continuation here as we focus more intensely on the debt limit. And there's a man that we're focusing on here that I don't know that a lot of folks have heard of. Lou Crandall. Jake, who is this man? Yeah, so we're, this is just a quick beat here of someone that we should watch. Um, this is an analyst with, um, uh, who, who basically is, you know, treasury and the Hill watch on the debt ceiling. And here's why it's important. Um, this morning, uh, and, and he's he's with Wrightson ICAP, and we have a link to his his uh, analysis and stuff in our newsletter this morning. Um, he says that Treasury should have a better idea by the end of this week of when the debt ceiling needs to be reached. But he last week said October twenty second is um, when the when the country will hit a wall, and the first code red day would be October fifteenth. Uh, we very rarely get estimates from Treasury, so I would say this is kind of like this is important, <laughs> um, and uh, uh, it just this is a month from today, so just it kind of highlights the uncertainty here uh, of the debt limit uh, in an environment, frankly, where we're not getting a lot of um, a lot of estimates from from Treasury about when the country will need to uh, lift the debt ceiling. All right, and let's move on to the third story of the morning as we head west to the golden state of California and Gavin Newsom, the governor. Uh, This was a must win for Democrats. The uh, governor of California, Gavin Newsom, quashed Republicans' dream of ousting him uh, from the governor's mansion last night, beating back a recall election. It has been a very, very expensive exercise. Uh, But Newsom came out victorious after a number of high-profile Democrats, including Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. The president and vice president both visited the state. Uh, This has been something we've been watching with a pretty close eye. Yeah, so listen, I you know, as of now, which is early on Wednesday morning, about five o'clock on Wednesday morning, um, Gavin Newsom had six so the, the question is, should he be recalled? That's the question on the ballot. Sixty-four point two percent said no, keep him. He won his twenty eighteen election by sixty one point nine percent. So he's actually gained here in 
in the public's eye, uh, a complete miscalculation, in, in my guess, by um, by Republicans who have suggested that um, he's somehow lost support. And in fact, it looks like, I guess you can make the argument, that it looks like he's gained support here. I mean, listen, this is an election about, this is a personality-driven election, I would say, um, about and a policy-driven election. I mean, there are people who just believe that, that Gavin Newsom did not do a good job on COVID. He had that awful, that stupid, stupid incident where he was at French Laundry without a mask in like the height of the pandemic. Um, so, you know, I think there's a lot of just, there's a lot of frustration, Anna, as you know, I mean, around COVID and, and mandates and things like that. But I mean, now I guess uh, uh, Newsom could go into the, you know, go into the next couple months and claim that he has a larger mandate for a lot of what he's trying to do. Yeah, and certainly, uh, you know, we have interviewed him, sat down with him before. Newsom has a lot of ambition in terms of the future of democratic politics. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see, I think, how he takes this victory, uh, you know, in terms of, you know, does he use this mandate to potentially or what he might see as a mandate out of this recall to to do some kind of different leadership in California? Obviously, a state that still has a lot of issues around COVID is going to have a lot of issues with wildfires, um, is beleaguered in, in certain ways as the tech uh, industry has, you know, and a lot of people have left the state uh, out of the pandemic, trying to move to places that are, you know, maybe less uh, populated. So, and certainly where the taxes are less. So the challenges remain for Newsom, but certainly this was a big moment and something that a lot of national Democrats weren't just counting on. I mean, I will say this, they didn't, the, the Republican, that uh, the candidate that they put up, Larry Elder as a conservative talk show host, was not necessarily seen as the most serious candidate, but Newsom didn't take anything for granted here. I mean, they had, they had a massive, massive campaign and, you know, over $200 million on both sides was spent on this recall election. Uh, pretty stunning figures when you think about that. Uh, so, yeah. And I want to just make one more point here. Um, what a, what a failure by the press here in the sense that um, we gave a lot of attention to Caitlyn Jenner um, she was all over the news. She got so much press attention, finished with 1.1% 1 .1 of the vote, 55,485 votes, um, uh, just below Armando Perez Serrato, uh, who, um, I, I, I mean, the, the people, the, let me make this point, the people above Caitlyn Jenner are not even house, not even close to household names, um, and goodness gracious, uh, it's just what a what a bizarre situation giving uh, Jenner so much attention when when she really had absolutely no chance and just you know anyway that's uh, that's my my view of the moment but a, a handy 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 victory. Uh, by uh, Gavin Newsom. All right. And with that, thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a great Wednesday. Please leave us a rating and review. It's the best and easiest way for people to find us on The Daily Punch. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.